What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Crimson Gaming Corner, your one-stop shop for everything gaming happening here at the University of Utah. I am your host, Jackson Day, and today we are once again joined with Ronnie for the third episode of Last of Us Reacts. Um, we're going to be going over the Bill and Frank episode. I don't remember what it was called. Long, long time. Well, yeah, long, long time. Um, that's about how I felt after <laughs> uh, finishing it, but... Yeah, real quick, um, just so you know, this was usually where we'd recap uh, the gaming news and events you might have missed um, throughout the last couple of weeks. We actually did have a episode come out on Monday that was me chatting with two uh, University of Utah students, Caroline and Bodhi. We were just chatting about the newest Pokemon game. I've never played a Pokemon game, so they were convincing me on why I should hop in with this one. We also talked about some of the Ubisoft stuff, just all the mess going on in the industry right now. So make sure to check that out if you're interested. And then make sure to also follow us on all of our socials. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. Sure. What did you think about a long, long time? I uh, think I kind of ruined it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I um, was super hyped about it because everybody was like, this is like the second coming of Jesus Christ. This is like amazing. <laughs> Best episode of TV ever. And I'm like, okay, I'm like prepared to get my socks blown off. And then I watch it and it's this thing I do where I um, don't feel like it's as good as I thought it was going to be because I hyped it up so much. Oh, okay. But I did think it was a pretty good episode. I don't know about one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but I did think it was good, and I think it had some really beautiful moments that I s still am thinking about, and I think I won't forget for a long time. Yeah, um, I'm surprised that you kind of overhyped it for my or for yourself because I was also pretty excited, especially after the stuff that you were kind of teasing. Mm -hmm. um, and it it still blew me away. Of like, I knew that it would be one of the best episodes of the series, if not the best. And for me, it definitely lived up to that. Um, it lived up to, I, I honestly, I don't know about best episodes of all TV, but I would be surprised if an episode that of TV that comes out this year emotionally affects me in the way that this one has of like watching through it, um, just kind of like huddled up and like didn't want to talk to anybody. And even when we had to like pause for a good 10 minutes, cause one, like my little sister was struggling, um, not watching the show, just like she had to, I don't know, was eating or whatever, gotcha. but, um, just like not wanting to talk to anybody. And when the episode finished, I was like, can I, and I just immediately went down to like back in my room and was just like, I couldn't stop thinking about it and just was like, feeling depressed pretty much the whole time but like <laughs> yeah i don't know uh very powerful episode <laughs> at least for me you know it writing wise extremely mm. well written well paced setups paid off just the emotion it, character work everything it, it was filing on all cylinders and i was affected by it but you know, like I said, I over yeah. for myself. So interesting. Maybe it's um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, that is one thing of like I definitely didn't like 
you know, I, I feel like every other tweet is like, oh my gosh, Craig Mazin, you just made me cry harder than I've ever cried in my life. Um, which last was part two is the hardest I've ever cried in my life. So really? yes, for sure. Um, but so I have a feeling that might happen eventually, but it wasn't to that extent. Yeah. It was just like how impactful it all was. And it's funny because I feel like I have to remind myself that like Joel and Ellie were in this episode for a decent amount of time. We got some great moments with them yeah. that I almost feel like, because one of my biggest things going into this episode was I was nervous that taking away Bill from the equation would detract from Ellie and Bill's conversations and getting that like humor playful side. Yeah. And we really did get that in this episode in the little um, gas station and then them trekking across the country and her just constantly asking questions and yeah. little jokes here and there. Um, I was really surprised. Yeah. No, one thing I thought was a pretty interesting conversation and change from the game was Ellie's basically breaking it down to Joel and being like, this is not my fault. Don't blame me for this because initially in the game, she says that she's sorry. Um, and I always wondered for what? <laughs> yeah. And here I'm glad they addressed that. And I think I thought that Joel and Ellie's conversation, you know, seeing that plane shot that we saw like three years ago from that initial yeah. still. Literally the Leon the Leonardo DiCaprio meme as soon as that popped up and I was <laughs> like, guys, this is the first we ever saw of the show. Look at it now. Yeah, like we're watching this shit. And yeah. um I don't know. I thought it was the beginning before the flashback, I thought it was really well done. I I liked it. Mm -hmm. One thing I did think was interesting though was Ellie and the stalker in the basement. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I loved that because one of the things that I keep thinking about is, I think I've mentioned this in the last episode, is that we're going to see this innocent Ellie kind of transition into what we know her in part two, where she kind of becomes a killing machine, right? Um, <laughs> a bit unhinged. A bit unhinged, which completely understandable, uh, at least from my point of view. I Never mind, we'll save that conversation. <laughs> um, but being able to see a little bit of that kind of darkness and violence of like, first of all, she's grown up in a school where like, probably they didn't talk about this too much, right? This is her first real experience seeing it, at least being able to see an immobile yeah. um, infected this close to her. So just being able to, I don't know, that was such a cool moment and it teased what is gonna come. Yeah, I uh, saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, or not just on Twitter, in general, just saying like, they can't see Bella uh, Bella Ramsey as the Ellie of season season two, hmm. and when I see the scene of you know Ellie and the stalker in the basement, I was like, she can bring it. I was scared of her. I was like, what is she doing? Yeah. And the look on her face when she stabs the um, you know infected in the head, I just thought it was really like good acting from Bella Ramsey, but also it's it seemed like a inner darkness that was trying to make its way out of Ellie when mm -hmm. she had to push back. It's the same sort of darkness I feel like we saw with Joel beating up the one guy where yeah. like instead she's leaning in and she's engaged by this. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see this going forward. Yeah, and it makes sense because in the game, the player is, she's still innocent here in the way that she doesn't really know about the real, like the world before because she was born after. But I didn't really buy that she was that innocent. Yeah. Like, 
oh, she's she's um, shocked that Joel killed somebody. But she grew up in a QZ where they kill people on the streets all the time. That's a good point. And it's like, here I like that she's leaning in more to the violence. And it makes sense for her character you know, development into mm-hmm. season two, um, which is confirmed now. Yes. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to see what they... Because I think Craig Mason pretty much confirmed part two is going to be split up because there's so much story to cover. There is. Um, I'm just really happy to see that it's it's going to get adapted. And at that point, it's probably going to be a season three no. to finish that off. So, And then if part three comes out of the game, or I don't know, I'm, I'm super excited to see how that all works out. But I am too. Ah, less of us fans. We're eating well. Really, yeah, <laughs> we're winning. Um, yeah. I'm so glad there's season two. For um, sure. But yeah, I enjoyed the beginning part before the flashback. Mm-hmm. Which I was surprised to see that there was no cold open and there was no flashback to before, like how the first two episodes have started. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think about it too much, but when that happened, I was like, "Whoa, this is this is an interesting start." And I definitely think, I mean, I don't, I feel like to tell the story they're trying to tell with this episode, it does make sense to not have three stories going on. Yeah, but I've definitely found that interesting. Me too. I'm excited. I hopefully they'll be able to bring back some of the before, um, what the uh, outbreak like, day? Yeah, cold open yeah. type things. Um, and since uh, Ellie and Joel were the cold open, <laughs> yeah, they kind Deep of bookended the the um the episode, which I thought was really good. And going back to what you said about Ellie and Bill's relationship in the game, kind of being like accounted for here. Even like when she's reading the note and she's like down in his basement, she's like damn, this guy's a genius. It's like you get those hints of what mm-hmm. could have been, but I think what they gave us was enough. And most of the... Billstown, I think I've said this before, is my favorite part of the first game. And I think most of the thing, the stuff that came from that game's Billstown was gameplay specific. Yeah. And like, you know, we're playing a game here. We have to have situations where we're doing things. And with the show, I couldn't see... I mean, I can, but I can't, I can't see, couldn't see an episode where... It was like the same events that happened in Billstown. The one event that I'm hoping they at least still have in the upcoming episodes is Joel hanging uh, down before Bill cuts him. <laughs> or not not cuts him, but he cuts the rope. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a very iconic moment in The Last of Us. I don't know. I, I've definitely talked with other people and they're like, oh, like that's an iconic moment for some people. And I feel like there could be some cool things that they do from a cinema, uh, cinematic perspective with that. I don't feel like it's make or break, you know, but yeah. that's just something if I think about Bill's town, not only the bloater fight, which of course we'll see bloaters eventually, but yeah. Yeah, no bloaters in Bill's town, which is interesting. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I also didn't think about the <laughs> the rope hanging <laughs> part. Um, I think we might have missed that. Um, maybe they'll have it, you know, right. in some other My direction. thought is, like, they had the hotel last episode, which True. that was supposed to happen decent later. Actually, I think that's supposed to happen in Pittsburgh, right? Next yeah, episode. way later. Like, we got that way earlier. Yeah. So we might see the rope hanging moment, which, if like I said, if we don't, who cares? Um, <laughs> it'll get points from Jackson. It'll get some points <laughs> from me. Yes, exactly. Mostly from us. I'm, 
one of the things I was like, I wonder how they're going to handle that from a cinematic view when I replayed the game last semester. Or, yeah, I guess last semester. I don't know why I called it that, but I'm in school mode, so that works. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that was one thing from like the cinematic nerd in me Yeah, that I was curious about. Um, speaking of Bill and him saving Joel, just Bill in general, I enjoyed seeing Bill in live action. And I think his name is Nick Offerman. Yeah. I haven't watched him anything else, but I hear he's in some good stuff, but... It's so funny to see him going from Parks and Rec to this because yeah, it's so. it's a very similar character except he's gay now, yeah. basically. But he is totally like this this prepper, um, like um, I guess I don't know how to best describe him, but it's the same feel. Um, he's so Bill. Yeah, he really is. Like seeing Bill come out with his gas mask and you know take his gas mask off. I'm like, that's. Like, if yeah. you look at Bill in the game, if people want an, like, accurate casting, that's as accurate as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And his personality, and I did like the changes that they made to him. He's kind of a, I wouldn't say, like, um, maybe Republican. but I, like, <laughs> That's the term that I wanted to use, but I'm like, I don't know if that'll go. I don't know. Like, he's definitely the uh, conspiracy theorist, right, yeah. of, like, the government are all Nazis. That great, great like, line. Yeah. Um, um, my roommate pointed out he had a don't tread on me sticker and this yeah i didn't see that i didn't see he that. had a whole flag of it in his little um bunker I yeah. guess. american flags outside of his like house and which of course that's like i don't they didn't really they kind of touched on it in the game no but like, of course that's who he would be yeah i i love that change um because who who else would bill be before the outbreak that's a guy like that a guy who has a bunker who's like bill he's a you know, he likes everything meticulous. He, you know, doesn't trust anyone. Like, that's who's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting to Which, to having those changes then go into when Frank's introduced and seeing their relationship start to form, um, it's really powerful. Uh, just because, like, y- you assume that he's been this kind of more Republican of, like, he's definitely not been the most accepting of that way of life at least that's how i would uh think of it because the gay bill wasn't passed until 2004 and you'd assume conversations were kind of happening about that and him kind of realizing with frank of like maybe this is how he feels and like i feel like nick offerman played that so well of like their first kiss he is like stiff and he is like i don't know like i i don't know if i'm supposed to feel this way and like it it hit me so hard. Um, that whole piano scene, just when he's starting to kind of realize that for him. Um, it's yeah. yeah, it's interesting that you think that because I mean, or have that like, you know, look at it from like perspective, I guess, because how I took like the kiss scene and him being hesitant is he hasn't, you know, been around anyone in four years. Yeah. And then uh, here comes this random dude into his house who's, uh, you know, att- attractive, can like play piano and like just straight up goes for it. I felt like that was the mm-hmm. reason for, you know, and I think it's definitely both. Yeah, definitely maybe a little moments. bit of both. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think Bill would definitely be <laughs> before Outbreak would definitely be on that sort of spectrum of like type of people. But I think it shows that you know um gay can come in any form mm-hmm. so 
I, I, I like that. And I like that part about Bill, even in the games, because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was just hinted at. But in games and in media, gay people or, you know, queer people are so like stereotyped and like put into like they act like this. They're these are these people. Mm-hmm. And like to see some someone like Bill come across the screen in the game, at least, um, and be like this hardcore survivalist action, like <laughs> badass and be like, oh, yeah. Like he's also a queer character, and it's yeah. like, I I like that aspect of Last of Us, and Last of Us has always been good about that. It really has. Um, I'm really happy to see that change going into future media. I mean, like, even Shit's Creek, I felt like did a great example of this, where I don't remember the character's name, but like when it's revealed that he's gay, it's a little bit of like, I mean, I, he's kind of figuring it out for himself. Um, I really wish I could remember his character name. But it was that total thing of like, he's kind of realizing it for himself. He's not your stereotypical gay guy. And he is totally, I guess, spoilers, gets married to your stereotypical gay guy. But having that relationship and being able to see both sides of it was really enlightening for me, mm-hmm. uh, at least. And even going into this of like, yeah, super enlightening for me. And I also liked how they're like... Here we have a love story. This is basically I've heard I've seen people say it's like basically the beginning of up stretched into an episode, which I yes. think together, but I think that's a pretty apt description. And I think that it goes past sexuality and the fact that we really don't focus on it that much. And mm-hmm. the main struggle that these two people go through isn't about, you know, fighting off homophobia or whatever. It's just like real relationship struggles that can speak to, you know, any relationship. Um, I feel I feel. Yeah. I just that's a good point of putting it in an apocalyptic world who gives a fuck if it's if like yeah yeah, who gives a fuck that it's gay it's just a really well done love story yeah really well done I uh (laughs) I think my favorite moment from this episode or favorite two moments from this episode are the strawberry scene Mm -hmm. the music there I think yeah. it's from part two. It's unbroken. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbroken. The track that plays I for Joel. I own the record and I need to put it yeah. on double check. Yeah. And seeing just like a raw connection between two people in an apocalypse and, you know, they just were fighting before and they come here and Frank surprises him with these strawberries. And I don't know, something about that scene, that's what really got me because yeah, I was okay. like, wow. It was the piano moment. It was the strawberry moment and then the the last little bit that yeah. I this episode is definitely gonna be nominated for for stuff. It should, and same with Nick Offerman and Murray. I don't remember. Murray Bartlett. What was it? Murray Bartlett. Bartlett. Yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely him too. Which he's in White Lotus and I've heard he kills it in that too. But being able to see this side of him, his acting at least, yeah. It's really well done. My other favorite part was the couch, uh, the part where on the on there on the couch, and uh, you know Frank just tells him that this is going to be his last day, and the the acting from Nick Offerman, him sitting on the couch and just you know he's like turned away and he doesn't you know want to accept it. Mm-hmm. I I yeah, that part I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing to see the this the quick character development that Nick Offerman goes through of like he's he's a he's a different character than we saw him just literally at the beginning of the episode and through these time jumps you see 
like even his little giggle at the strawberry fields part like i don't i don't think the first the time we see bill would have i don't know had a moment like that almost um yeah yeah he absolutely killed it he's probably half the reason that i teared up so much was his great acting um like who, who, who is this, who is this guy? guy? Well, I haven't heard of him before. He's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, they both killed it. One thing before that couch moment, the little fake out with uh, the the raid in the night mm-hmm. and then Bill getting shot and then they cut to black and it, literally everyone in my family is like, wait, but th- Bill's not going to die. And I'm sitting there like, wait, is it? gonna be bill dies and then frank is the one who meets i'm like because it, it was a great little fake out almost i feel like um <laughs> at least for me i planted too many seeds in your head man <laughs> you planted so many ideas in my head <laughs> um yeah no i didn't think it was gonna die but i did okay. like the passage's time is so good because why is bill so young in, in the lot well maybe it's just younger in the in, in the game because he doesn't seem that old but like now that i think about it it's he's it's pretty been, old i mean he's definitely not sound like 20 but like <laughs> yeah here he's like 60 almost and he's like gray and old mm-hmm. and i don't know that was that's what really got me seeing the um 10 years later and then them on the porch and seeing them still caring for each other even in old age and frank has a a good line i uh feel uh when they're in the strawberry um strawberry patch where he's like Bill's like, I'm sorry for getting older than you. And Frank's like, I like you older. And to see that relationship still be as strong as uh, when they're older and them still taking care of each other, I thought was really sweet. I love you. When I saw that, I was like, no, no way. (laughs) This episode is like a Pixar movie. Literally. Times 100. In a post-apocalyptic world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I thought that fake out was pretty good. Yeah, that was... That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, also having Frank, little moments of like having Frank paint, uh, even though he's like, he can barely paint Ron Swanson's face, but that's how he shows love. And same thing with like uh, Bill now watering the flowers for Frank. Uh, you know, we literally have that argument of like, he couldn't care less about how Bill's town looks. Yeah. And it's Frank that's like, no, this is our home. Like, this is my home too. I want to make it look like a home. And like next flashback, it's Bill also caring for his home, uh, or their home. Um, yeah. For Frank. For Frank. Uh, yeah. So that was interesting because before Frank comes along, Bill's like, you know, the survivalist who only cares about what he needs to survive. And then here comes, you know, Frank, who is a, a people person who needs to talk to people, who wants friends, and seeing how they kind of, because it, it's not just Bill who changes. Frank also changes and mm-hmm. caves into what, you know, what Bill wants. Like when he trades his gun, he's like, I traded one of the small ones. Don't worry. <laughs> like he knows Bill. They kind of like, you know, I guess morph around each other, like, you know, any couple. And I don't know. I just like the idea of, and I guess this is kind of going into what I want to say about the note they find. I was going to say, did you write down the the note? Because. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't. It, of course it didn't line up, but like there were the lines at the end where he's talking to Joel about doing what you need to do for the people you care about, which I've heard some interesting takes on that, but yeah. Yeah. What I wanted to say about that was I like the fact that Bill recognizes how he's changed and he tells 
and, and this is the smart way the episode works is although it's so different from the game it still gets the exact same things that the game did down like it get it got what it needs to be done done and adds a lot to the overall story yeah they still get a car uh they still find a note um uh, billy and not billy Elle, <laughs> ellie and joel still grow closer and it's like um how did I want to be as good of a writer as that. That's pretty right? good. <laughs> it's the same thing we had off, off of God of War Ragnarok where it's like, I want to write lines like that. And yeah. There's so many good lines. Uh, Bill, I mean, not Bill, Frank saying, I want you to love me the way, love me the way I want you to. Um, Bill saying, uh, I was never afraid before I met you. So You're about many. to make me tear up again. <laughs> <laughs> like, these lines are so good. And they're like seared into my mind and I can't yeah. stop thinking about them, but it's just... It's just so good. And like going back to the note, I feel that it was a pretty well done wake up call for Joel. Mm-hmm. It it makes more sense in the flow of the story of like, Joel's really not on board yet with Ellie. But Bill, his friend, or friend, quotation marks, right. telling him that, you know, their purpose in the world, men like him, men like them, what Bill says, mm-hmm. is to protect. And now that, Joel doesn't have Tess. The only one who has he has to protect is now Ellie. And I like that hmm. after the um, note is finished, um, Joel immediately is like, show me your arm. Because he's like, shit. Yeah. Is, is this real? Is this what I need to do? Does he need to protect her? Yeah. And once he sees that it's real, then he gives her that conversation that we see way earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, which is these the literally gr- word for word, which yes. I loved. I, oh yeah. God. I was nerding out. <laughs> yeah, me too. He's like, this is what we need to do. If you're going to come with me across the country, this is how we're going to do it. Yep. And I just thought it was so organic. They changed so much, but in the end, they kept everything they needed to mm-hmm. on top of telling a really emotional story that elevates the source material and, you know, makes both the game and the show like better. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've heard um about that line of like men like us are supposed to protect uh i've heard a couple takes that's like they're leaning really heavily into like gonna explain joel's actions in the last episode um which i i do get um and i wonder if that's something where like taking out the player uh the playability of it and you playing as joel feeling the connection towards ellie they kind of need to build that up a little bit more of like why is joel gonna do what he does yeah um at the same time I I don't think it like I, I appreciate what they're doing with that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think a lot of what the player needs in a game comes from gameplay and Ellie being a part of that gameplay and the player creating the bond with Ellie. So when Joel makes like a decision that he's gonna, you know, do what he does at the end of the game, it's like, yeah, let's do it. Like yeah. I'm the player. And, and the player, sh- yeah. Yeah. And with the show, you kind of need more explanation because, you know, especially for weekly episodes, it's like mm-hmm. you need to understand exactly why characters are going to do what they're going to do. And if you don't get it down, then you might mess up what happens, you know, later in the season. So I, I, I like that take. I thought that was really well done. There's a lot of stuff. It's like Joel has taken way longer to be on board with this than in the game. Because the really game kind of like have that. to. Yeah. Yeah. And here it's like, I think 
It was three episodes. We only got nine. Dude, <laughs> I keep having to remind Like, we're a third of the way through the show. Yeah. And there's still so much to do. And the journey hasn't even really started. Yeah. It's just now started. So I'm so excited for season, I'm not season, episode four, because uh, we get the car crash um, shit. Mm. Let me not say anything. <laughs> we get the Pittsburgh. It uh, showed it in the little trailer. Oh, true, and true. And the, the truck, um, the run truck, which is a great element gameplay-wise. Yeah. I'm very excited to see how that works yeah and there's new characters that we're going to see that i'm really excited what they're going to do so (laughs) also with some of my favorites yeah definitely and their whole story is it's it's the one of those last of us moments where it's like a a glimmer of happiness in a destroyed world and then yeah and with this episode being this emotional for people i just the Last of Us is. I was. I had a conversation with my roommate about this, and she was like, "Do you need therapy?" Because I was like, "Yes, no, that shit was good. <laughs> I love that shit." And she's like, "I am like in tears right now. I'm broken." And I'm like, "Yeah, that was really good. I want more. Mm-hmm. I could binge this series honestly yeah. and be like, okay." But it's just like with The Last of Us, it's lots, and I'm excited to see how mainstream audiences fair with this it seems like they love it so far mm-hmm. but it's lots of depression for a literal little I mean, glimmers of hope if we kind of think about what's going to happen in the show there's pretty much going to be a giant moment in like at least the next three episodes that i can think of yeah with those characters like you know it's like, like, be that. like three giant moments yeah and <laughs> we have, you know riley's moment is about to happen too yeah um which is going to be amazing um yeah I cannot gush enough about Left Behind, the DLC, and seeing that as an episode, I... With Mortal Kombat 2 now? Yeah, got the licensing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of sad they changed it from bit, yeah. the original game, but I still thought it was a, a cool callback. And seeing that, you know, another queer story that doesn't really evolve around sexuality, but is really just about, you know, personal struggles and people and university... Mm-hmm. Is universality a, a word? I'm just going to say I, it. I guess universally? Bit. Yeah, universal. like the universal nature huh. of relationships. I'm excited to see. Also, Riley is amazing. And Stormy is playing her. I, I feel like I've seen her at something else, and I can't think of it <laughs> outside of the one episode of Euphoria. Yeah, but. and like that trailer for Missing, <laughs> that new show. I mean, new oh, uh, movie. <laughs> it's it's like the sequel of Searching. Yeah, yeah that's have right. Have you seen my mom? Can you help me find her? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, one thing that I was so happy to see that gives us a little bit of a background is Joel and Tess uh, having dinner with Bill and Frank. And the you know the nerd in me is freaking out because we get to see interactions that we didn't see in the game and also get to see why, like the background of why Joel knows Bill and why they're so like kind of bonded together almost, especially in the uh, game it feels more, you know, it's literally Bill owes Joel a, f- Joel a favor, but they're not exactly buddy buddy. Yeah, no. So and I was so happy to see that. Yeah, Bill does. I mean, Joel doesn't even know who Frank is in the game. And I think it's a it's a really good choice to change it around. And I love that Tess and Bill are like best friends. Oh, it's <laughs> Tess and Frank. Tess and Frank. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Like our best friends. I love that, and it just like enhances the story more because you know it makes sense for what Frank's trying to achieve with the friends that they want, but also makes sense because like, why would, why would Joel go to Frank and Bill in the first place? Right. They have to have some sort of connection. So right. I just love seeing Tess again too. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really 
Tess. I'm so yeah. sad that she's gone. And uh, rest in peace to the actor, uh, the original actor yeah, Annie of Tess. Warching? I think that's right. I'm not saying her last name right, but yeah. Yeah, that's what. yeah that was, it's, it was an interesting kind of idea for me to have of like, Tess is probably going to be known for Anna, is it Torv? Anna Torv. Anna Torv, okay. Uh, for that performance yeah. um, going forward, but like the after her line any washing let me Warshing. let me look it up i feel okay. like i should annie's performance yeah, any washing um okay yeah just her performance is what made test tests and now we get anna torv's version of it um and that's kind of what's going to be known now but which is a little sad to see and it's something that we were that at least we, you know we're kind of trying to deal with with like Pedro is now going to be known as Joel instead of Troy Baker, and same thing with Ashley Johnson and Bella Ramsey, and it's interesting to see how it's going to work out. But yeah, yeah, uh, I'm really I was really saddened by her passing. Um, she also has a GoFundMe for um, her two kids, her two kids and husband for anyone who wants to donate. But um, yeah, I just I think with the issue or issue of, you know, game characters or actors versus movie actors. I think it'll work out because the games are always going to be there. And especially due to like the sales prices that are going up from the show, I feel like people will pretty much know. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, both casts and they both deserve like all like the fame and the, you know, attention and praise that they're getting because um the performances that they like delivered along with you know Neil's writing and stuff is you know it's iconic and it's like mm -hmm. a part a big chunk of my life so I, I think it's important that we show love to both casts right that's a good point yeah um yeah yeah <laughs> I I was so drained but I wasn't drained but like now that I'm thinking about it like <laughs> even this podcast <laughs> uh, you know episode I feel kind of draining yeah I don't know I it's one of those things where like I, i'm of course looking forward to recording every week but also i was like I, I have to work up to talk about this a lot because it like i said was so impactful and so draining um even afterwards i like you know went to my room and i'm like i want to i guess i'll just play destiny because i have no mental capacity to play anything that's too intense i just yeah. want to shoot down mobs of enemies right now um I definitely want to rewatch the episode by myself mm -hmm. so I can get, you know, stuff that I was missing from talking. But I was planning on doing it yesterday and I just got caught up too busy. But yeah, no. it's definitely one that I want to rewatch. Mm -hmm. And I'm for people that, you know, weren't as interested in this episode because, you know, of the lack of action and like the slowdown. I feel like now that we're pretty much halfway through the season almost, that's crazy. Oh my gosh, yeah. Now that we're almost halfway through the season and Joel and Ellie are getting started, I feel like it's going to heavily pick up in episode four and beyond because yeah. after Pittsburgh, it just never lets up. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's like what I told my family when they didn't necessarily vibe with it too much. I was like, I feel like on, pre or on future rewatches, you will appreciate this episode more. For sure. Because you know what's going to happen and yeah. you know how intense it's going to get and how it's just nonstop action yeah. pretty much. And I guess I guess one other thing is in the game, I know that the reason Joel and Ellie come across these you know different people is to show you know what Joel could look like if he you know 
doesn't let other people in his life mm-hmm. or what could happen if he does. Yeah. Right. And I uh, thought that this episode for that reason is important and definitely so necessary to the plot of the show and not to get too heated about it, but I do not like people saying that this is just a filler episode oh my or gosh. didn't, we didn't have to see like this whole, okay, whatever. If once the season is over, I feel like what you said, it you'll people more people will definitely appreciate this episode because I feel like the themes of The Last of Us and this episode are basically the same. Yeah. Like this this is what The Last of Us is. Yeah. And it's also one of the happiest endings any Last of Us character yeah. uh pretty much gets, at least with the endings we currently have from part two. Yeah, like I'm with Neil on this one, like <laughs> they got when, off when Kennedy good. posted that I was like he's not wrong <laughs> like they got off Scott free compared to what's gonna happen to other characters so I mean I'm happy for them and for it to be <laughs> you know uh, I've heard people bring this up it's like for it to be a like a queer couple and for them to like go off into the sunset basically and in so much media we see them like you know there's like the kill your gaze trope where they mm-hmm. just like you know get killed off in the most unnecessary ways yeah. and to see this in The Last of Us I thought was pretty well done. And also Frank's suicide, not being out of hate, but yeah. out of, but out of love. I love that change. Um, just adding more. I, Frank's suicide in the game was really impactful of like, this is the world that this is, right? Yeah. Uh, but having this change and having it be aligned with the love story and also having Bill go out with him. Yeah. And yeah. just... Just Bill's, <laughs> sorry, I don't <laughs> make you emotional, but Bill saying I'm old, I'm satisfied, and you are my purpose, I think is so fucking good. And I'm so mm-hmm. happy that this episode happened because this for me is what Bill is. Yeah. Even even when I replay the game and I see the discrepancies, like this for me at its core is who Bill is, yeah. right? And I think it makes sense. For what they're trying to what they're trying to tell yeah and i think for anyone going into the series we were unsure does the last of us really need an adaptation it's already such a cinematic game this episode pretty much just yeah we do like this this is why we need an adaptation we get to explore these characters in a different light removing gameplay from the yeah. factor and i am kind of amazed to be saying this but I love The Last of Us. Uh, Last of Us Part Two is still probably my favorite game of all time, either that or Breath of the Wild. Every week it changes. But I might enjoy the show more if they continue just killing it with each episode. Um, I know it doesn't necessarily matter, but that's at least my thought process right now. And it's I didn't think that they would do it. Yeah, I... I definitely agree the changes i'm all for changes i think the show should be its own thing i should think it should have its own identity even though it's connected to the games and episodes like this i think are gonna make that happen and make it stand out you know among other zombie media and even stand out from the game yeah um and i think it's very interesting to see um (laughs) how people get you know mad about certain things not being close to the game and then you know, or happy about others. So yeah, it, I you haven't seen The Walking Dead, have you? Yeah, I've seen most of it. Uh, okay, it's like season nine. Maybe 
because I've read some takes of this one episode did what The Walking Dead's been trying to do for 10 years. I saw that. Okay. <laughs> Does that make tweet. sense to you? No, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't know if that was like a a remarkable thing. So, Did you watch The Walking Dead? No. Yeah. I, I feel like I could see maybe what they're trying to say about like The Walking Dead telling, you know, human stories in the apocalypse and not okay. making it about zombies. But I think The Walking Dead's pretty good at that too. All right. Uh, I need to check it out. I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Season um, eight gets pretty bad. That's what Stick I've heard. through it. <laughs> I really love Invincible, which is also Robert Kirkman. I need to watch that too. Um, I've read all the comics. I After watching it, I read all the comics. Uh, season two is going to be great. I hope, maybe we'll do something for that because I... Oh, yeah, I'll definitely watch uh, it before then. Yeah. Um, but anything else to talk about with The Last of Us? I feel like there's so much I can say about this episode and there's so much that we haven't said and I feel like we're missing so much but I don't I can't think of anything right now yeah and there's a lot and so I'm excited to watch there's it. just there's so much that happens in this episode and so much of it is so good like so good even just breaking it down I feel like even if we went scene by scene I feel like there'd still be so much that we're that we're missing, and that's why it's such a good episode. Because in the years to come, each revisit of this episode could mean something different, you know. And yeah, yeah. I know <sighs> I said at the beginning of this episode that I thought you know it didn't live up to my expectations, but this podcast is, it's, it's swayed me. Yeah, I, it's remarkable tv i'm tuned in next sunday i'm tuned in every sunday every for the sunday. end of time oh, i'm so excited season two season two no matter you know what happens i can take solace in the fact that we're still gonna get more and we're gonna get live action abby which live action abby live action unhinged ellie favorite version mm-hmm. of ellie i love that shit on uh live action dina and yeah. there yeah i hope to god that whoever is playing abby just throws their phone in the trash or something because the amount of discourse we got from the game, it's going to come back and then... It's yeah. going to be tough. It's going to be, be tough. But I do think... Have you seen the who might who it might be? Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be that. You think but, so? I wouldn't be surprised too. Um, I think that general audiences, people or people that are not attached to the game will be more forgiving of... Last mm-hmm. was part two story. And I do think that the seven year was it seven? 2013 to 2020. Yeah. Seven year gap between the first and the second really added a lot for people theorizing what could happen and like, oh, we're gonna see Joel and Ellie again and we're gonna see their relationship and we're gonna like all this sort of stuff. And they started speculating, speculating. And I think when it wasn't what they were expecting that's when a lot of the discourse started happening and i do think that it got targeted to uh laura bailey and even the face model for abby got harassed last week uh where she i don't know if you follow her on twitter yeah i do yeah she's pretty cool she's awesome she streams all the time and she's just a great person and even that which infuriated me (laughs) um yeah so i really hope that that's handled better. Now that people know what The Last of Us is, we've achieved world domination. And now that there people, a lot of people are going to go back and play the games and they're going to experience part two 
and part two story is already in people's minds. What's going to happen? What happens? It's a good point. I think there will not be as nearly as amount of, you know, discourse around it. Obviously, there will be because it's Pedro Pascal and people think he's hot. Yeah. I'm not gonna we are going to get the, the fucking porch scene. Yeah. Which, that's a really that's the only time I cried during the okay that's what broke me it yeah, was okay. that and then I well just the whole beach fight <laughs> I like literally I couldn't play the game because I was like I couldn't see because I was really? crying so much oh yeah. I gotta talk about that later <laughs> yeah dude that like legitimately is the most I've, I was I was talking to Kennedy about this actually um I don't know how we got talking about like what I think it was literally just the last of us. And I was like, you didn't cry at Sarah's death. And she was like, no, I don't cry a lot. I think the only time she cried was inside out is what she was saying. And I was like, oh, the like the biggest time I cried was definitely last of us part two. But I won't say why yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we've successfully converted. Her. Kennedy. Yeah. More to come. I and Parker, too. Right. Parker. Or, yeah. Yes. He's watching it. Uh, PR once he finishes Andor. Which is also really good that you've been watching. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll say is I'm happy that so many people are watching The Last of Us, but I am also so protective. Like, it's my baby. Right? It's like, I'm acting like I made it in my head. It's like, I wrote this. These are my characters. And now that people are, or these are the, people, the characters that I love, right? And like seeing people have different, not just opinions, but like, you know, seeing it go out into the world is making me a bit nervous at yeah. the same time. I think that's why I was so like frustrated Wednesday night when we finished the episode. I'm like, that's one of the best episodes of TV. Yeah. I, me personally, I've, I've probably seen. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was good. I was like, no, you guys don't understand. <laughs> no. And that's like always the, the thing that's going to happen when things that you love go mainstream. But I also think it enhances the IP. Um, just not if by sheer numbers, but, you know, conversation. And like, you know, the mainstream conscious that mm-hmm. will hopefully go on till the day I die. Yes. I'll be here for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. cool. I think that's pretty much everything. Like I said, we could literally go scene by scene and still be missing stuff. But yeah, I think that's everything that we want to cover for here today. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening all the way through. Uh, once again, if you would like to be on the podcast, uh, you're a fan of The Last of Us. Um thinking about maybe having kennedy on how we'll see yeah we'll see if she's available tuesdays um just dm me uh awesome jacks 9821 on discord i'm pretty much on all the university of utah stuff uh you can also email me at j.day at usunmedia.com uh it's another way to reach me um but yeah make sure to join our discord we've definitely been having weekly discussions every week um just about everything last of us and they've been really good conversations to have uh and yeah thank you so much leave a review comment subscribe and we'll see you guys next time